where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair. wondered what your dreams tell you, like what they're speaking to you about while you're sleeping? Well, we're going to find a little bit of out about that tonight with my guest, Cat Cannabis. Hi, I'm Connie Bramer. Welcome to Laughter and Inspiration. Most of you know me as the founder of Get Your Rack Back, or GYRB as we call it for short. It's my nonprofit that provides gas and grocery gift cards and medical co-payment assistance to cancer patients in upstate New York. And as we all know, we're kind of in the middle of this pandemic still, and we haven't been able to have any of our fundraising events at all, which has been really hard for our patients. But I've been very grateful to the people who have made donations because just this week, I was able to deliver $500 in grocery gift cards to two patients, a breast cancer patient and an ovarian cancer patient. And I'm just really grateful for people who are reaching out to me and helping to make a difference. So if you want to know more about my foundation, you can go to gyrb.org. I'm also the author of How Connie Got a Rack Back. And because of Kat, who you're going to meet in a, in a couple of seconds here, she helped me to stretch my writing platform. And I've written for a couple of magazines that she has, you know, introduced me to, which I'm so grateful. And also I'm part of her book series, Chaos to Clarity and Crappy to Happy. So we're going to be talking to her tonight about Crappy to Happy. She's the very first podcast series I'm having with her um, to talk about the Crappy to Happy book. But I want to tell you a little bit about Kat before you meet her. So Kat, there's just so much to say about Kat, right, Kat? Like there's too much to say, but I wanted to give you a lot of information about her. So she's an author, a speaker, a dream expert. We're going to get into that. She's a coach. She's a TV and radio host, and her radio show is on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. She's the author of Dreams uh, that, save, that Can Save Your Life. I was going to mess it up, Kat. I'm going to do it anyway. Dreams That Can Save Your Life. And Surviving Cancer Land, she is a three-time breast cancer survivor, which I think is just so incredible. She is contributing author to several magazines, including Biz Catalyst 360 and Women's Straight Talk. And I mentioned those two because she reeled me into those two. And I'm so grateful to be a part of them as well. And she is the author of the Chaos to Clarity, Crappy to Happy series that she started. So thank you so much for joining us, Kat. How are you? Thanks. Connie, it's so great to be on your show. I'm doing so well, and it's so good to see you again. I know. Don't you feel like it's kind of like full circle? Because I've been on your show a bunch of times, and Kat has really helped me a lot to raise awareness about my book. You know, she and I worked together last year, and I can't believe it's been last year already. Like, time is 
kind of flying by, but um, she's brought me to a lot of great new levels with my writing and I'm truly grateful. So thanks for that, Kat. Appreciate oh, it. You're so welcome, Connie. You know, your writing is so unique because uh, one of the things that made me fall in love with your writing was no matter how horrible the situation, how frightening, how depressing you found a way to explain it and share it in a way that just had me rolling on the floor in both laughter and tears. And there's not everybody that can do that. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Honestly, I was going to tell you tonight, we were going to, I was going to talk to you about, you know, your chapter in the uh, crappy to happy and we'll get to it. But I wanted to tell you that sometimes I feel like I'm just hanging on by the thread of laughter sometimes, you know, with, with what we've been through. So we have a lot to get to. So I want to just dive right in your book dreams that can save your life. You wrote that with Dr. Larry Burke. And I found it really interesting that you guys found a correlation between people who dream of their health issues, like maybe like a warning sign, if, if you will. And then the pathology of disease. I found that really interesting that, you know, like you and I've talked about it with my mom and, and myself and you also, we're going to get to that later, but can you talk more about this correlation between the dreams and the pathology of disease? Yes, you know, it's really interesting because it's one of the few books, and I, I really haven't been able to find another book that's similar in that the patients had precognitive diagnostic dreams. In other words, they had dreams that told them that they had a disease and to go to the doctor and get a second set of tests or first set of tests or just tests. And then when they did, and sometimes they had to really stand in their power and speak their truth to get the doctors to give them the tests that they felt that they needed. But what validated the dreams were the pathology reports. So usually you hear about the flip where somebody goes and they get a test and the doctor says, oh, you know, you have breast cancer or you have this or you have diabetes or you have that. And then they start having dreams, maybe even dreams to help them heal. But with this book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life, Early Warning Signs of Cancer and Other Diseases, the dreams were the early warning signs. And Dr. Larry Burke and I, you know, our, our message in the book was the earlier you find a disease, the better the chances are you're going to survive it. And so our, our, our dreams can be that early, earliest sign that something's wrong, something's going off in our body, and our inner selves are speaking to us through dreams and saying, go to the doctor, get this taken care of now so it doesn't become a huge problem that could kill you. Uh, and so I, that's one of the things that made our book so different from all the other books that are out there on dreams and healing. Yeah, I found that really interesting. And you know, you and I have spoken a lot about it before. We talked about how I had the dream about my daughter when I was pregnant, that she would have green eyes because my mom mm -hmm. had green eyes and she did have green eyes. I believe in a lot of that. And, and I have to tell you something kind of funny about a dream. So oh, I, it's, it, it's kind of crazy because I, my life's a little crazy. So I've been under a lot of stress you know, trying to figure out now the kids are staying home this semester from college mm -hmm. and just the idea of, you know, they're still studying, but the idea, do I send them? Do I not with the pandemic and they're not going to have a good experience there? Well, anyway, I've been really stressed about it. So I had a dream the other night and it was, and I, it was so vivid. I was on like this, like escalator, 
that was flat, like a conveyor belt. And I was going up, 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 and I could see the crest and it was all blackness. And I yelled out in my dream, oh my God, I'm going to die. And Alyssa, she, she, you hear her get up and she comes down, she goes, mom, what is up? She goes, that was the most bizarre thing. So sometimes I have really off the chain, crazy dreams. I don't know what that's, I don't know if that means I'm going to die, but I mean, we're all going to die someday, but that was just bizarre. I do have those all the time. It's a, that's a really interesting dream though, Connie, because <laughs> you know, it, you're on a conveyor belt, you know, so yeah. you're going through life. We're all on that conveyor belt in life. You know, that, that, you know, we're, some of us are running, some of us are walking, some of us are just standing still and yet we still continue to go through life. But yours is moving up into spirituality, up into the future. But none of us can really see what the future is holding right now because I really believe it's liquid. And mm -hmm. it kind of depends on what we do and how we handle what's going on right now. Are we going to be afraid of the fact that we don't know what's really going on? Or are we going to hold on tight and just go? And I know you, Connie, you're just going to hold on tight and find the humor in that dark. <laughs> I am. Well, you know, I was interested that we're talking about dreams because I have a girlfriend and we, we talk every morning, Maria, her name is, and we'll laugh about some of the dreams we have. And it's odd how cognitively you can recall it in its entirety, sometimes a dream or, you know, we're all dreaming, I guess. Right. And, and sometimes you don't remember them. So how do you remember things sometimes with dreams? Isn't that weird? Well, you know, people have said to me, you know, sometimes I'll have dreams of, that, that make total sense. I remember every part of the dream and sometimes it's got three parts or five parts. It's really long. I can write the whole thing down and other times I don't remember my dreams. You know, what, what's going on? And I'll say, because sometimes we dream just to get away from reality. It's, it's like going to the movies and watching a show and we're just dreaming to, to relax and, and enjoy our sleep. And other times there's a really important message and we have to remember all the moving parts. And that's where our inner guidance, our inner self, our, our deceased loved ones. And you know, I know you hear from your mom in dreams and I certainly hear from my mom in dreams and they have a, an important message for us and they wanna make sure we don't forget that message. And so one of the things that I do when people say to me, you know, I know I'm dreaming. I have these really long dreams, but I can't remember them. I just, I, I wake up going, I have to remember that dream. I can't have to remember that dream. And then within five minutes, it's like a butterfly, poof, gone. And it just kind of fluttered away. So what can I do? And I use the acronym, so dream to help people with that. So if you look at the first letters of both of those words, so dream, or actually all the letters, it will help you remember your dreams. S for so is set your intention. Sometimes we need to set our, in, our, our intention before we go to sleep. Some people will actually write it at the top of their dream journal for, and date it for the next day. So they'll remember the dream that they got for that, on that day. Always organize yourself. Have your pencil, your journal, or your paper. If you're going to record it on your phone, have your phone there. Uh, whatever you're going to use to record your dream, have it right there by the bed beside you. So all you have to do is kind of reach over and grab it, and, and you don't have to hunt for it. D is decide you're going to dream. Everything dreams, even a fetus dreams in the womb. So if it's alive, 
puppies, kittens, birds, fish. They're mm -hmm. going to dream. You're going to dream. R, when you wake up, remain in your bed in the same position you were in when you were dreaming. Don't roll over and throw your covers off and sit up on the side of the bed. You're going to forget your dream because you're pulling yourself out of your sleeping area into your waking area too quickly. And, it, and it, poof, it's going to be gone. So then E is... Once you get your pencil and paper and you've got it, maybe you're still laying in your bed, write down your emotions. What are you feeling? Was it a happy dream? Were you laughing in your dream? Was it like you going, I'm going to die? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> write it down right away. Write the words down. Yeah. Write exactly what the emotion was that you saw that woke you up because that's important. And then A, add to it. Where were you? What did you see? What colors? Were you alone? Um, was it daytime? Was it nighttime? Just add all that in there. Were there people? Did you know them? Were there pets? Had you seen them? Were there animals, birds? All that stuff. Add that to it. And then M, underline the important things to you in your dream, like going up the conveyor belt. It's dark. M, what does that mean mm -hmm. to you? That's important because we're going to learn our own dream language that way. We can use a dream dictionary, and those are very good. But the truth of the matter is we have our own way of speaking to ourselves. Just as we have our own way of speaking to ourselves in our head when we're awake, we have a way of speaking to ourselves in our dreams when we're asleep. And we need to learn that dream language. And then give your dream a title, like yours might be conveyor belt. And then any time during a daydream, mm -hmm. if you get some information, you know just where to go back into your dream journal and add it. And you know what, Connie? When I was doing my first book, Surviving Cancer Land, and all my dreams were helping me survive that cancer, and even the second time when I went through the recurrence that was so bad, I might be sitting on the toilet when I would suddenly have a flash <laughs> from a brief <laughs> dream and I'd get my pen out and I'd write it on the toilet paper. So my dream journal had receipts, toilet paper, napkins taped into it, into those dreams so that I could work on those dreams and stay alive. That's really interesting. I love that. And I, it's kind of like keeping the gratitude journal that I talk about. Like you just, <laughs> yeah. I'll have to have a dream journal, but it's interesting that you say that because about things coming to you during the day, because I drive a lot for my job. So I'll be driving and then all of a sudden I'll go, Oh, like that actually that happened in my dream last night. It's really weird how things your conscious get, you know, like what happens to me sometimes I listen to a lot of books on audible and I'm listening and I actually am listening and then all of a sudden I keep driving and like 30, I've lost 30 seconds. I have no idea what the hell just happened 30 seconds ago. And thank God for the 10 second, like beep, beep, beep to go back. But it's the same thing with the dream, thinking about that during the day. That's really interesting. I have to start keeping that journal. I'm going to do that. I think enough people don't give daydreams their credit. Yeah. Because a lot of people that can't remember their nighttime dreams, your daydreams are the crack in that door that can show you some of what you had during the night that we don't remember. Sometimes we don't remember our dreams for a lot of reasons, Connie. Some of us are on a lot of medication mm -hmm. and it blocks that area in our brain. Doesn't mean we didn't dream. We just didn't bring that dream into our waking world, but a daydream 
can help us see through that crack and give us enough information to pull us back into that dream while we're in our waking world. I, I think that's incredible. I always, I love learning from you, Kat. It's amazing. <laughs> so you are also the co-author of crappy or chaos to clarity, which I'm going to put up here for people to see. I wrote a chapter in this book. It's so interesting. Everybody has great stories in here. And then Crappy to Happy, which is coming out, you know, in October of this year. So excited about that. I'm very honored to be a part of that. And it's with Patricia Caginella, who's also the publisher of the, of the book. So my question to you, for you and, and Patricia, which I'll talk to her another time, but what was the impetus for like coming up with this idea to write chaos of clarity and to have contributing authors share different points of view? That's a great question, Connie. You know, I think uh, Patricia and I were talking one day on the phone. We've never met, by the way. We've done two books together. We've never met. Really? <laughs> oh, I got, I, so I'm, I got to meet her. I haven't met you, which is awful. I have to meet you when everything settles down. But I met Patricia in November at the Women's Straight Talk Magazine mm-hmm. Award Night, and I was awarded a, 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 an award there. So I was, a, I was one of the speakers, and I got to meet her. She sat at my table. She's lovely. You two ladies are, like, perfect together. So, <laughs> that's, so, so you never met. That's crazy. We never met. We were talking on the phone and uh, I had just my, my book dreams that can save your life. Early warning signs of cancer and other diseases had just been published uh, and was being distributed. That was by inner tradition, Simon and Schuster. And so we were talking about that and I said, you know, I have always wanted to do a series, just like a little mini series of maybe three books. And she goes, well, how would we do that? So I, I kind of shared that, that inner dream with her. And she said, you know, I think we could do that. And uh, so the first book was uh, Chaos to Clarity, which it's sacred stories of transformational change, Chaos to Clarity. And uh, we found the authors. They, they sent the stories in and Patricia and I went through the stories and we're like, whoa, these stories are like so good. This is going to be awesome book and then we went through and we 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 kind of built the book the way we wanted it to be and we're using that same same book template to do crappy to happy the first book chaos to clarity was was a little heavy you know it 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 just it was a book of transformation of a very um very very deep stories that transformed people into a positive place. This second book that's going to be uh, on the shelves in uh, October, uh, Crappy to Happy, is, is a little bit lighter. We didn't want them to be quite as dark. So we have stories in there. For instance, my story, Breathe, is about when I was diagnosed a second time with recurrence that was again missed by the medical community, but my dreams with the monks came in and said, oh, you know, by the way, it's back. And I'm like, no, no, uh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, exactly. Get away from me. And it turned out it was back. It was worse than before. And in this particular story, I'm trying to distract myself because I keep, I keep forgetting to breathe. I'm so scared that I have literally frightened the breath out of me, the breath of life. And I start getting really dizzy. 
And I, that's when I realized I'm not breathing. And so to counteract it, and I know you, you, you probably love this. I actually asked my husband to start telling me some jokes. Mm -hmm. And so in the story, he's telling these really funny jokes. And as I'm laughing, you know, when you, when you laugh, Connie, you breathe, breathe out and you have to breathe in as at least as much as you breathe out. So when I'm laughing, I'm breathing in. And so laughter is part of the breath of life. And it got me breathing and kept me on that high vibrational note that, that you and I both live on because we use um, humor mm -hmm. to keep us grounded. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you talked about that because I was laughing at your story about the jokes. Um, you know, what was the one about, um, what's at the bottom of the sea? I don't remember yeah, that one. And twitches. And, and it was, a, it was, a, an octopus with, with a breakdown or something. Yeah. Oh, nervous <laughs> breakdown. Something about, you'll have to, you'll, you'll have to read a chapter to see the joke. It's very funny, but you know, it made me kind of think about my own journey and my book, how kind of got a rack back. I'm very like sarcastic and snarky, as I like to say about mm -hmm. my journey, because laughing about different things was really the only thing I could do. That's what, you know, that's why I always say laughter is the best medicine because we really need to do it. And it, it creates a little bit of level levity in the situation, even though the situ situation can be dire at, at times, it does help, you know, ease the, the mental anguish of it all, if, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you about, I wanted to go back to chaos of clarity for one minute. I didn't mean to switch gears, but you wrote about the psychology of change. And I found what you wrote very interesting and in that you were talking about how we all have the power to change. We all have the power to change the world and be part of the butterfly effect. And you mentioned that with the fact that, you know, by reading about other people's journeys, what we take from that, you know, the sigh we might have by reading something changes the, tra the trajectory of things. And I wanted you to extrapolate on that a little bit because I thought that was an amazing idea. Mm, well, thank you. Yes, you know, sometimes we feel we're so alone, Connie. I know you felt that, and I certainly felt that, especially with the recurrence. It, it frightened me so badly because at that time, you know, this was quite a few years ago now, you never read stories and you never heard stories about people who survived recurrence. Now, you know, it, it's becoming more normal, but back then, you you didn't. So, as I started coming across other people who survived recurrence, I realized how important stories of success are to people going through a crisis, no matter what the crisis mm -hmm. is, whether it's a parent dying, losing a child, getting divorced, surviving an illness, doesn't matter what it is. When you're going through it, you think you're the only person in the whole world who feels that bad. And when you, come across a story where somebody else is saying they felt as bad as, as you're feeling right now, but they came out of it and this is how we did it. This is how they came out of it. Suddenly you can't put that story down because now you have hope. If they did it, I can do it too. And if they can show me how they did it, I'll know what to do. And that's what Patricia and I wanted to do with these stories not preaching and not teaching, but showing in the actual story how they did it to give hope 
to anyone else in a similar situation. No, I agree with that totally. And this book, Chaos of Clarity, and I'm sure Crappy to Happy, which I have not seen yet. I'm very excited to see it. That all is part of a support group, I would say. I mean, when you open that book, you don't know it, but you're part of a support group when you read these different stories. I mean, the stories have been amazing. I, you know, everyone had a different story to tell, a different, um, a different experience to talk about, and I thought that was great. And I'm really excited to see what the experiences are in Crappy to Happy. I wrote about my mom and, you know, the funny things that she and I would do. And, and I'm interested to see what everyone else has to say. One of the things that you said, and I, and I had to write it down so I didn't mess it up. In the Crappy to Happy book, you talk about the psychology of joy. You talked mm-hmm. about the psychology of change, talk about the psychology of joy. One thing that I kind of had as an aha moment, which kind of which ties into what we've already been talking about a bit, is a, one thing that you said. I learned that joy followed by a good laugh could take away the power of whatever was holding me prisoner. Mm-hmm. That's pretty incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, I really did believe in that. And, and one of the people that taught me that was a woman named Petronelle Cook. And she's in the afterward part of the book, um, the end of the book where, where I'm summing everything up. And Petronelle just had one crisis after another. And she was losing her eyesight. She was going blind and she was an author. She'd written 25 books. One of her books was being made into a movie. She was this prolific author and she was losing her sight. So she could no longer write or type. Mm-hmm. And when she would get this dire news, she would just laugh. She would just laugh in the doctor's face. And when she told me, she said, yeah, the doctor said, you know, I'm going blind. And she laughed and she goes, yeah, but I still got my fingers so I can learn Braille. <laughs> I mean, I was mortified. But when I would hear her start laughing, laughter is contagious. I would it start laughing. Is. And it would it would scare that boogeyman away and it would, it would change a dire situation into a situation of joy. Joy is what you carry around with you all the time and you cultivate it. Happiness is from one section to another. Like, Oh, that, that, that created, that made me happy. But the joy that you have is within and you carry it around with you all the time. And then you have moments of happiness. And so I learned to carry that joy even after she died. And before she died, she still had not gone blind. Even though the doctors kept saying, you're going to go blind any minute. You're going to go blind any minute. For 20 years after they told her she was going blind, she would continue to laugh at them. And she never went blind. She died of old age. She was in her nineties when she finally died. And she taught me laugh in the Mm -hmm. face of fear and you chase it away and it can no longer hold you prisoner. That's great advice. And I do believe in the power of positive thinking and the power of laughter and your attitude. You know, I speak to a lot of cancer patients as do you. And I'm of the belief that the power of positive thinking can can change the trajectory of your health. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with, you agree with that, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's been proven. It's been proven. Because when you're positive, you're vibrating at a different frequency, at a higher level. And when you're vibrating at a higher level, you're healthier. It's when we get down. You can almost hear the play on words. It's when we get down. Right. That dis-ease can set in. And when we're high, 
that's where we vibrate higher, we can overcome disease at that higher vibration. I completely agree with that. Well, I don't know if you've been following my laughter and inspiration page, inspiration page on Facebook, but I'm always, have you been looking at that at all? Yes. I am it's always, well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it because, you know, it's ironic because Shane Schultz, who is the owner of the Speaking to the Heart podcast network, had spoken to me last summer, summer of 2019, about starting a podcast and being on his podcast network. And I had excuse after excuse of, you know, event. And I think I, like I had said to him, I wanted a lightning bolt to come down and have me be able to do these things perfectly, which they're not. <laughs> Newsflash, they're not. But anyway, um, I've been talking to him for the longest time. And, and we had this conversation right when the pandemic hit. And he said, you know what? We got to do this now because people really need to have something to laugh about. And then, you know, my idea is that I wanted people to leave inspired you know, by whomever I have as my guest. So in light of that, what I just said about the humor part, I wanted to find a saying and have you give me your reaction to it. Mm -hmm. They say that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. At this point, my dear, I should be able to bench press a Buick. <laughs> and, and ironically, I own a Buick. Like what, what, what are the odds of that saying? That's great. No, it's so true. What doesn't kill you does make you stronger. And you and I have gone through some very deadly illnesses. And, you know, we, we had a very, very bad one. And we're there now with, with COVID. COVID can be deadly to, to a lot of people. But like you were talking about just a minute ago, Connie, keep that higher power, keep that higher vibration, keep that higher thinking, that positivity. Maybe you will catch it. But what if it's not as bad because you're vibrating at a higher frequency? And by the way, we do have um, one of the authors in our Crappy to Happy book has come down with COVID. I'm not going to say her name or anything, but Patricia and I are monitoring her very closely. And when she gets out of the hospital, we want to send her flowers and let her know that she belongs to a very big Crappy to Happy family mm -hmm. and uh, everything's going to be okay. Well, I will be thinking of her. I, I, unfortunately, I know of a lot of people who have lost someone or a, I have a friend who actually had it and was on, was intubated and she's doing better, but you know, they're finding that the long-term effects of it, they don't even know what they are at this mm -hmm. point. So it's, it's lots of love and prayers for those, those people. So, you know, I like to throw like, I don't know, like a, a crazy question out at you. So here's your question. Mm -hmm. If you could have a billboard and have anything written on it, what would you have written on it? Laugh your way to wellness and dream your, your way to the future. That's great. I love that. Mm -hmm. So you know that you and I've talked a lot about keeping a gratitude journal because mm -hmm. I write every one of the cancer patients that my foundation helps. I write them a personal letter and I ask that, or I tell them, not I ask them, I tell them to write down three things a day that they are grateful for because it helps kind of instill positivity and then puts them in a positive mindset. So what would your be your, what would be your three things for today that you're grateful for? Well, I'm grateful for my husband because he's, he's my other half and we do everything together and he started a, a radio show on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network today. And so I was sitting next to him while he was doing his first video nice. podcast. So, um, you know, I'm very grateful for him, to him. I'm grateful 
to friends like you who keep me laughing and are a part of my, my bigger family. And I'm just grateful for my dreams because through my dreams, I can connect with another level of people and I can stay connected to my loved ones even when they're gone. They're all only a dream away. That's very true. I dream of my mother very often. And it's crazy because she comes into my mind during times where I'm reflecting on things. Mm -hmm. It's meaningful, you know, that she comes in during those times. I was talking to my last guest last week about um, the smells I smell that remind me of her and like little signs that she's around. So I totally, fully believe in what you're talking about. So when where can Bernie, when you have Bernie on the show, yeah, I can't really wait to be talking about that with his wife, Bobby. I mean, he gets yeah. from heaven and everything else. So I really believe our deceased loved ones are with us all the time. We can see them. We can spend time with us, with them in our dreams, mm-hmm. but they're here with us during the day too. I totally, I totally believe that. And um, Dr. Bernie Siegels, who I'm going to be interviewing next week. I'm really excited. We have, you have such an amazing lineup of authors and I'm so excited to talk to all of them. They all have incredible stories to tell and you've given them a great platform to tell it. And I just want to thank you for that, Kat. So where can people learn more about you? Like what, where do they go for a website to find more out about you? They can go to my website, which is Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Um, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-O-K-E-E-F-E-K-A-N-A-V-O-S. Or you can just type the queen of dreams in the Google search bar. I'll come right up. You are the queen of dreams. You're totally (laughs) the queen of dreams. Well, Kat, it's been an absolute joy to have you on my show. And you've just been such a light to me. You're, you. You've really broadened my horizons. Um, you know, there's some people that come into your life for a reason or a season, and you came into my life for a reason. And you've just, you've pushed me to be better. You pushed me to be a better writer. And I appreciate that so much about you. So if you want to find out more about Kat or me or more about this particular episode, just go to our um, interactive show notes on speakingtotheheart.org. Remember, always leave people better for having known you. And Kat, you've done just that. And I'm grateful. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. I'm Connie Bramer. Thanks for joining us for Laughter and Inspiration. I'll catch you next time. Good night, everyone. Thanks, Connie. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair 